Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Cindy Burns, and she's a life and grief coach. And and her business is Life and Grief Coach at Finding Purpose. So I brought Cindy on because we've been covering relationships over the course of the last year. And I wanted to touch on a subject that I really don't have any expertise on, and that is dealing with grief and particularly um, grief for the loss of a loved one, whether that be your spouse or children. And Cindy Burns is a grief coach specifically for widows, correct? I hope anybody who is grieving, but yes, widows is my primary focus. Okay, so Sydney, what made you kind of fall into this line of work? Falling is a good good way of saying it. Um, I became a widow on August 2nd, 2011. My husband, Dan, died from lung cancer. And, you know, even though you know it's coming, nothing prepares you for the feelings that you're going to have. You might be, you know, imagine it and think, oh, I know how it's going to be. I know how I'll re react. You don't. You really don't. And I went through pretty normal grieving process, I think. But I I didn't let my sons, who were all adults at the time, the youngest actually was, um, Dan died just before he started his senior year of high school. So I didn't let them see me cry, except at the funeral. They saw me cry there. But through, you know, normal day to day when I'd feel overwhelmed, I didn't let them see it which was not a good thing. I didn't want to upset them. I didn't want them to have to worry about me because after all, they were grieving the loss of their father. But part of their grieving process was to help me and I didn't allow it. So um, it kind of delayed the whole grieving process for all of us, I think, because we didn't process what we were feeling. Uh, about seven years later, I retired. My sons were all grown. They didn't really need me. And I had no reason to get out of bed in the morning. And I sunk into a deep depression for several months, I think it was. And I mean, there were weeks I didn't even shower. I'd, I'd get out of bed, I'd throw my robe on, and I'd sit at my computer or in front of the TV and just kind of veg out on silly stuff. I wasn't sad, like you think, for depression, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And I wasn't seeing a future for myself. And finally, one day I realized what, what was going on. I said, this, this isn't normal. And I don't want to feel this way for the rest of my life. I could live another 20, 30, 40 years. I didn't want my life to be that, just existing. So I saw my doctor. 
I got really lucky and the first medication we tried worked. It, that's rare. Usually you have to try different ones to see which is going to work. So for anybody who is depressed, clinically depressed, don't think that if, if the first medication you try doesn't work, don't worry about it. Try another. Tell your doctor how you're feeling um, because you can get a combination or a certain one that will work with your brain chemistry and help you. Um, so then I started thinking about, okay, what is going to get me out of bed in the morning? What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And I tried a lot of things. I tried, um, selling Mary Kay. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I did an art class, a drawing class, and joined the local art club, art society, and I found out I can't even draw stick figures decently. <laughs> <laughs> I tried a lot of different things, um, and I just got frustrated. So somebody had mentioned online, somebody had mentioned that they had become a life coach, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I mean, I've been, I had six sons. I said, I've been coaching them all their lives <laughs> without really meaning to. So I looked into it and the very first course that popped up on my computer was a life purpose coach. And I had been praying that I would find my new purpose, the, that exact word. And so I took the course and I became certified as a life purpose coach. And through that, I learned that I already knew most of that stuff. I just didn't apply it to me. And so I did and realized that my purpose was to help other people going through grief and needing a new purpose. So, yeah, I, I kind of got into it accidentally. <laughs> okay. Um, and would you say having that purpose has helped drastically? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. I have um, people that I've helped that I, <laughs> two people in what, in my um, coaching group met through the coaching group and fell in love. And they've, they've moved, one of them moved across country to be with him. So nice. I'm, yeah. I mean, that wasn't my intention. I'm not a dating coach. I'm not a matchmaker, but I'm very, I consider that a success story. So yeah, it gives me, it definitely gives me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. That's, that's fair. Uh, so what would you say are like some of the key principles when it comes to dealing with grief? The first thing I tell everybody is to feel your feelings. Don't bury them. Don't hide them. Allow them to come. Name them if you can. Oh, this one is sadness. This one is loneliness. Now I'm angry. Um, now I'm afraid. Now I feel guilty. You're going to feel all of those things and more. Go ahead and feel them because 
grief is there for a reason. We feel grief for a reason. Our mind and our bodies need to process the loss of somebody who was very, very important to us, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a child or a best friend, you know, and you need, you need to feel what you're feeling and don't, don't invite it to stay, but, you know, let it run its course and it may take a while. Don't let anybody put a time limit on your grief. Because base, hate to say it, but grief is with you for the rest of your life. It's under the, eventually it's under the surface, but it's still, if you think about it, you can bring up those feelings again, or something triggers a memory or just a feeling. And so it, it can come back. There are, there are groups that say they can you can recover from grief or you they can heal you from grief and i beg to differ because i've talked to people who've been through those programs and it is still there they've just learned how to manage it okay so would you say it gets easier over time it does it does get easier. Um, the pain is not as intense. Um, you may think that it's the end of your world. I mean, you feel like that, especially if it's a spouse. You can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. But if you give it time, you, you'll see a pinprick at the end of the tunnel. And eventually that pinprick will grow and grow. And you'll be able to reach that light at the end of the tunnel. And you can live a good life with grief. Grief can make you stronger. It can make you braver because you've been through the worst. So what, what what's going to happen if you try something new? You know, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of freeing. It makes you um, resilient. Yeah, there there is life after death. Yours. Okay. So you said resilient. Resilient to what? You can bounce back from. I mean, if you bounce, if you can bounce back from the death of your spouse, you can bounce back from pretty much anything. Um, loss of a job. Um, people who don't understand you do it it's very common to lose friends after your spouse dies because they just they're uncomfortable around grief and they just they just kind of fade away and that's okay because it's you know they were there for a season and now it's time to make new friends mm-hmm Okay. So we have purpose, um, feeling your feelings and just giving it time. Any other additional thoughts, advice for dealing with grief? Yeah. Don't try to do it alone. Um, use your support system. If you've got friends, relatives, 
religious leader, um, anybody that you can lean on who's willing to, to be let their shoulder be yours to cry on, use them. Don't try to do it alone. Don't ask them to, just ask them to listen. They can't fix it because you're not broken. But you do need somebody to talk to. You need to be seen and heard. And if you're not, then it just festers inside. If you don't have a support group, that's when you reach out to um, medical professional, you know, a psychiatrist or a therapist or a life coach like me. <laughs> Fair enough. And how would people reach out to you? They can send me email at Cindy at Cindy J Burns.com. And if they would like a guided grief journal where you can write your feelings and it gives you prompts, you can write letters to your loved one, etc. Um, you can get that at cindyjburns.com slash journal. Yeah. And I will put all of that down in the description of the episode. Okay. Um, so shifting the subject slightly, Cindy, mm -hmm. um, as you started this business of being a grief coach, um, what has been kind of like your biggest takeaways, biggest struggle when it comes to starting your own business? Uh, finding clients is the biggest struggle. Finding clients that can and will pay for it because so many widows especially they're left with nothing there was no life insurance or there was just enough to pay you know the mortgage or something um or pay for the funeral costs what I, my goal is to make enough money so that i can help people like that so that i can um help the people that fall in the cracks between um poverty and living you know you make too much to get government assistance but you don't make enough to really live a decent life mm -hmm. and you know you have to make the choice between food and medicine those are the people that i want to i want to make a nonprofit foundation to help people like that um biggest struggle is finding finding clients we nobody goes on facebook or instagram or whatever with a big sign saying hey i'm a widow you know it's just i mean and if they do they're probably a coach yeah but so it's 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 difficult to attract people so everybody has everybody knows somebody to refer to me but either they don't refer them or the person themselves doesn't see the value in reaching out to me and i get that you know so many people do do it alone but why do it alone if you don't have to i don't i don't solve your grief for you but i help you make goals and then we take steps to reach those goals and that's what a coach does you know i, I help you 
move forward with your life. Fair enough. Uh, and I found that that tends to be the case for pretty much all business. It's always finding clients or customers. You're like, yeah. all right, how, who do I help today so that way I can get paid and yeah. pay my bills? Yeah. Um, and then I really appreciated that sentiment because growing up, uh, my family was definitely the family that was falling through the cracks. I was yeah. actually jealous of the poorer kids because my dad made literally he was just past the line yep. to where we weren't getting any benefits. So the poor kids that were poorer than us, we were very poor, were eating Lunchables. And I was here with a peanut butter sandwich because jelly was too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, raising six kids, we had definite times like that. Um, my husband was a police officer, so, you know, they're like teachers. They don't get paid what they're worth, mm -hmm. <laughs> but there were times when he got lots of overtime and that was good financially. We never saw him, but. <laughs> yeah. So Sydney, this has been a good episode and I hope everyone enjoyed again. How would you like them to reach out to you? Again, they can read, they can email me at Cindy at CindyJBurns.com or um, they can get the grief journal at CindyJBurns.com slash journal. Cool. Thank you. And with that, I will see you all next week.